right, welcome back to She Works, where everyone has a seat at the table. You know our motto, real women, real issues. I'm here with my wonderful co-host. Hey, everybody, this is Meg. Hey, y'all, it's Danita. And you know I'm Shanita. You can reach me at NitaWorks on Twitter. You know I am just (laughs) Meg Cohen on Facebook. And you can reach me at Danita Platt on Twitter. We are so happy that you have joined us um, again today. We have a really great topic that we have been discussing, um, just talking about the ideas of just being a woman, you know, a wife and a mother. And if you're not a wife or mother yet, that's perfectly okay. This podcast is still for you because we're going to give you some tips and tricks before you get started. We appreciate you. On behalf of all of us who don't have those titles yet, we appreciate it. So today we wanted to just talk about surviving motherhood. Like, mm. whew, when you say things like surviving motherhood, I don't, I don't want to pose it in a way that just sounds so detrimental to people who don't yet have children. Right. But I feel like it's my ethical responsibility, <laughs> yes. ethical, yes. ethical responsibility to make sure that my friends or relatives, you know, anybody who is aspiring to, you know, get married, have children. You, you really know what you're getting into. Yeah, it's like, more than a notion. It's more than a notion. And when people used to say to um, my husband and I, oh, y'all should wait five years to get married. I mean, uh, five years to have children before you get married. No, that is not what I meant to say. We believe in doing things in decency and order here <laughs> yes. on the podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so people I mean, would people tell us to wait. Advice. Right. They do right. give that advice. But they would tell us to wait to have children sometime after we got right. married. Right. So that you have time to really enjoy life, travel, all the things that you wanted to do and just kind of get those things kind of out of your mm-hmm. belt, out of your belt, you know, right. so to speak. Um, but it was it was more than a notion because parenting is 24 hours a day, se- seven, seven, seven days all a week, seven days. Mm-hmm. There are no snow days. Mm-hmm. There are no holidays. There are no call-in days. And even when you go on vacation, they typically come with you. So it's really <laughs> not a vacation. Right. It's more work planning a family vacation mm-hmm. than it is just being home. Right. So just kind of, you know, Meg, I know you have a lot of friends who have lots of children. Mm-hmm. And you have been very instrumental in that auntie role. Thank you. I swear, sometimes without Auntie Meg, you just be like, what What would I do? I appreciate <laughs> it. You can find me at Meg Cohen <laughs> on Facebook. Taunty. Uh-huh. Oh, Taunty, yes. Um, but what have you noticed something about some of some of your friends, uh, how how they're surviving or just some things that you've noticed and, you know, aspiring to be a mom one day. What are some things that you've seen that hmm. you're like, yeah. I, I might not do that gotcha. or yeah, I may do that. Gotcha. Go and call well, us out. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> just don't call our names. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to shout out all of my friends who are mothers. I tip my hat to you all. I have godchildren. I have babysat probably everybody's child including mine everybody including everybody's (laughs) child and i absolutely love it but one one of the wonderful things no offense because i love everybody's baby at this table that's fine but one of the wonderful things about being auntie is that you can load them up with sugar and chocolate and stay up (laughs) and then send them back send them home (laughs) one time shanita called me i stayed at the house for a weekend shanita said meg my kids have been in the bathroom all night (laughs) tummy's just bloated what what do you mean I had fed him candy, sugar, pizza, chips, soda. was kind of crunchy at that point, so she (laughs) didn't feed her kids that type stuff. Anyway, but you can send them home. 
Um, so I definitely, definitely give you all your props because motherhood Thank you. Um, from this side of the tracks looks really hard. It looks rewarding, but it looks really difficult. Um, one of the things that I have noticed, I would say, is the moms who have help, who have husbands, who mm-hmm. have significant others, things seem to go a lot better for those moms um, than the moms who are doing it on their own. Those yeah, are the moms right. that seem that. to need more of auntie's help when they don't have someone else in the picture helping them. Another thing I've noticed, and this I'm not trying to be judgmental, judgmental at all, um, but it does seem like a lot of moms make their children their world. And so it seems mm-hmm. like they have a really difficult time separating who they are. So you are a woman first, you are a wife, and you are a mother. And I'm not here to say that that's an easy thing to do, but it seems like the mom gets all the attention, the wife part of you gets, uh, you know. <laughs> the leftovers. Right, every now and then. Well, clearly it gets some attention because y'all keep having kids. <laughs> so it's getting some attention. But the woman part of the mom, to me, seems to be the most neglected. Mm-hmm. That is the part of myself that I'm afraid of losing. Mm. So talk to me about that, please. I, Meg, I, I so appreciate the texts that I will get from you occasionally or even the phone calls and it's usually with how is Shanita the 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 wife, the mom, mm. and the woman. Yeah. And I will give her a report on yes. all three. Each one. <laughs> the mom is about to go ham in here. <laughs> right. The wife is doing okay, but the woman, she's struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I so having friends who don't yet have children or, you know, families of their own, mm-hmm. you know, just yet, it's su- it's such a blessing. Because my mom friends don't ask me questions like that. <laughs> Right. They know because they right. know because they barely yeah. got enough energy to make the phone call to you anyway. So yeah. I so appreciate calls sure like enough. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think for a season, you know, it is just expected as a mom, you do lose yourself mm-hmm. in raising your children. Now, and I'm not going to put a time frame on where that is, but when they're little, they are completely, I was going to say useless, um, helpless. Helpless. That's okay. probably a better word. <laughs> can't really do anything for them they can't you know get the bottles they can't change themselves they can't burp themselves they can't feed themselves Uh they can't walk yet so when kids come out they really do start out as a liability right you know you really have to kind of switch your perspective and I remember when I was having my first child during the shower everything is glamorous Mm -hmm. oh all the attention is on the mom and it's like hey you're having your first baby welcome to the club Mm -hmm. and then you don't hear from people at all (laughs) right after you had that baby and oh she's so cute and glad mom and baby are well you don't hear from people Mm -hmm. and it's like oh okay so I'm on my own with this Mm -hmm. yeah but I, I think that's expected because yeah, you're you're a nurturer. That's our right. primary, you know, God-given function. And so there is a season where anything that you really desired as a woman, professionally, personally, it will take a back seat. Mm-hmm. Now, the struggle that I see though is that some people, some some women can't find their way back right. to that, you know, when it's time, you know, when their kids are whatever age that you feel is appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, some moms have realize okay this being at home all day is a lot so let's do some daycare Mm -hmm. when they're little Mm -hmm. and give me give me you know my break but I know that outlets for me to survive as a mother are very important okay and if I did not have those I I don't know (laughs) how things would pan out I think it would make me very agitated and very irritable 
Um, probably not like a pleasant wife when my husband comes home, mm-hmm. probably just kind of just ranting and raving at the kids all day long. So mm-hmm. I know I have to have outlets. I, I, I go walking with a neighbor of mine and we'll go walk two, three miles a few times a week. And sometimes, you know, we sneak off and, you know, have a little coffee and a little breakfast Love and it. things like that. But, th- but those Ain't things like eating after you exercise <laughs> <laughs> and eating like, well, after you exercise, right. <laughs> Um, so we might need to get a, a physical uh, trainer on this, on this show at some point right. to help us along. Um, we just want you to survive. We're not talking about motherhood. Right. We're we, we just trying to survive. And so I think it comes to a head when you are constantly engulfed in your children and have no time for you. You have no time mm-hmm. for your spouse. Um, and, and all of those three roles are very, very important. So okay. yeah. what do you, what, what kind of things that did you do or are doing to survive here, Danita? So I will say that I had a little different experience with Gabriel. Not, no, it wasn't that people were there because that's just what happens. You have your baby and people are like, oh, we're going to let you and your baby. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I clearly remember this like it was yesterday. I am so my brother and sister-in-law were going out of the country mm. and I had a cesarean with Gabriel, an emergency cesarean. So they were like, I live in an apartment, so I had to go up all these flights of steps to get, so they were like, we're going out of the country, house sit for us. I remember that. You mm. can hang out mm-hmm. on the main floor of the house. No worries. Great. I am in the living room holding Gabriel. I was like bathing him. I had just given him his first bath or something, but I remember like it was yesterday <laughs> that I'm holding him and I'm thinking of all the stuff that has to be done. Hmm. I'm nursing him exclusively, which was That's a full-time job honey, in and of itself. Honey. <laughs> I'm noticing. Nobody tells you. Nobody. Oh, it's breast milk is just better for the baby. It breast is, is, but best. I got to be chained today. to this ball and no, chain seriously. every two hours. Really? I understood it was every two hours. But I Come thought on, it would stop at midnight. Get us together. Oh no, I okay. did. I had a different. I had I a different thought, thought. I knew it was every two hours, but yeah. the, the the my eight hour sleep pattern was not factored right. into that. No, mm. for me it was. It's every two hours, but the baby takes forty five minutes to eat. <laughs> oh, <no>. So <laughs> every hour and fifteen minutes. Exactly. <laughs> That's not every two hours. No, you told me two hours. I have another. All this time here right. you are. It's taking you forever to eat. So right. anyway. I was very stressed. Yes. And I was thinking about all that had to be done. And I'm the only person who can feed this thing. Yeah. I don't mean thing. I mean kid. <laughs> we, we love babies here. We love works. our babies. Our babies are a blessing. <laughs> yes, Amen. they are. Baby Heritage from the Lord. All yes. of that. All of that. Uh, 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 what is it called? My quiver is full. Yeah, yeah. Garland of grace we are to our children. Oh, sorry. We forgot. Our, we about to get biblically. 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 Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm in the living room holding Gabriel. And he was such a good baby. Aww. There are no bad babies. I'm just saying Gabriel was well. exceptionally. <laughs> no, Mike gave me a run for my money. Okay. If Mike had been first, I'd have one child. Hello. Right? Yeah. Hello. I would have one. Okay. He gave me a run. Honey, all of what Gabriel did for me, Mike took away. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. My God, that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, so he was not a crying kid. He was just a happy baby. But I'm holding him. And I distinctly heard God speak to my heart. And he said, you may not hide out in motherhood. Wow. Because he saw me running, honey. I mm. had my tennis shoes on. Mm. They were laced mm. up. All this stuff I have to do? Oh, I can get real busy being a mother. And, and nothing just hide else. out and nothing else. Wow. Hide out in motherhood. He said you may not. Girl, we need to get a t-shirt with that. Yes. With that. I like that. You cannot hide out in motherhood. No, you won't. Wow. You won't do it. 
because I was red and I didn't even realize that I was calculating. That's where you were going. Exactly. <laughs> I just felt overwhelmed with all that had to be done. But it was very, very clear that I'm like, no, I'm going to be hiding out in motherhood. Right. If I don't pay attention. And right. God was, mm-hmm. and God knew, he knew my heart. He knew where I was headed. Right. And it was very clear that it's like, you cannot just give it all up, mm-hmm. give it all over. For to, the sake of your children. Exactly. Yeah. For the sake of your children. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that looked like. And I'm not sure that I did it, just being honest. But I did know that I couldn't just dive in to the point of being completely lost. Okay. Mm-hmm. In terms of like my purpose and what I'm on the planet for. I didn't have words. I didn't have these words for it then. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. knew you can't get lost there. Right. Okay. So, so I have a question. How as moms and surviving motherhood do you all do that? Because I have seen I've seen a lot of different scenarios. I have seen women get lost and know they're lost, but don't know how to get out. But I have seen women who unfortunately are lost in motherhood but don't realize that they're lost in motherhood. They don't realize that their children are the center of their world, that they idolize their children above their husbands, above Child anything worship. else. <laughs> Pretty much. No, Child Pretty worship. Much. Child worship. Yep. That's and, a hashtag right, right there. Right. And they don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. They just see it as I am a mother. I am a nurturer. This is what I'm here for. And amen. You know, I believe that deep down somewhere underneath the Lord's will somewhere, that's, that's you know, that's for <laughs> right. me too. A mother, a nurturer, all of that. But how do you not get lost in that? And then how do you get to a place where you're still willing to listen to other people who say, sweetie, you know, don't forget that you are also a woman. You're also a this. You're also a that. Like, I, how did y'all survive that? I want to. I want to say something about it. And I'm gonna call out the church. I did this please, last time. Please. Please. <laughs> I'm gonna call the church call because I know. I remember distinctly being told mm-hmm. that my job as a single woman mm. was to get lost in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Yes. And my husband would find me there. Oh. Just reading the Bible. Don't just reading the word. Please don't start. Just somewhere. So, fellas, if you're looking for a virtuous woman, <laughs> yeah. you need to go to a Bible just study and see who's studying scriptures. Right. T- tucked up into <laughs> right. the Chronicles. <laughs> and Jehoshaphat begot All Methuselah. That. All of that. <laughs> Methuselah begot Lamech. Yeah. Right? And if I just slid right in there beside Lamech, you would be found <laughs> virtuous. Right. And don't know the Greek and Hebrew. Don't have the nerve to know the Greek and Hebrew, okay? And Chronos and Kairos, all that. Yes. All of that. <laughs> if I could just slide in there, then my husband would find me there. Right. 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 And that I would know he was a marriable man mm-hmm. because he had a vision. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. Right. So my job as a single woman was to stay with God. Go with God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stay with God. Stay with him. And my husband would have a vision. Mm-hmm. And I would then come along to help him with his vision. Right. Now I want you to find me that scripture. Please. Because I'm still waiting for someone to locate that exact scripture <laughs> for me. I don't think that Bible has been printed yet. Right. Seriously. So I, I can't speak for believers all over the world, but I do think I can speak for American Western believers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Women. Mm-hmm. We are told in church, our job, our J-O-B, yes. honey, is to help our husbands Mm -hmm. accomplish their vision and raise these kids, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And that's it. 
So I always wondered, but if I'm t- supposed to be in the word, I need to be doing something while I'm there. Right. So if I start doing this project, right, as my personal thing mm-hmm. between me and God, my service unto the Lord. Right. But my husband, his vision is to dig ditches in on the other side of the world. <laughs> Right, just dig them. Not just doing dig, anything else. Just dig them. Just dig them. Just mm-hmm. dig ditches on the other side of the world for Jesus, <laughs> and just leave them there. And leave the ditches right. on the other side of the world for the Lord's for sake. Amen. Right. That that then the project I was working on. You got to come and fill the holes in them yes. ditches. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So I so that I feel like so many Christian women go into marriage without mm. a thought about what. They what want to do. their purpose yeah. wow. right and so just like you see in the bible over and over again you see husbands and wives accomplishing this together vision mm-hmm. but it wasn't it's like us right now shanita this is your podcast your vision right yes. but we're accomplishing it right. if i don't have a purpose for being at this table then the chances are i'm not going to be very useful right. to the vision of she works right it's not just what you need to wish your vision. Let me help you accomplish it. Right. I help you accomplish it. Because I'm a bringing... part of the vision. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. So it automatically becomes a collective vision because we're all here. Right. Mm-hmm. Not Absolutely. his vision. Right. So I feel like these moms have just been they bamboozled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Been bamboozled. That's you just sit at home. At home. Right. And lose sight of right. yourself or never really had never sight had. of it in the first place. And they feel like if I'm not, my only job is to raise kids. And if mm-hmm. I'm not doing that to ad nauseum, right. 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 then I'm not somehow. Because it is an um, ad nauseum job. No, right. really. <laughs> I believe it. It really is. Then I'm somehow not a good Christian. Right. right. I remember my husband asked a few years ago on one of the trips. And I usually make it a point to text Meg, hey, Hubby and I are going away alone yeah. this weekend. And I, I usually make, I, and... I let her know that I have not forgotten about Shanita the woman. Not this right, year. Right, right. 2019 <laughs> yes. has been a new year. <laughs> right. right. Um, and I think he asked me, we were on one of our little rendezvous and he said, well, you know, you talk a lot about the kids and, and, and homeschool and you know, what, what would you be doing if you weren't homeschooling? Like, would you want to go back to social work? And I was stumped. Wow. Mm-hmm. I could not provide an answer mm-hmm. because all I thought about for the last 10 years mm-hmm. was homeschooling, home educating. It's so easy. It's so easy to lose sight of wow. you, the person. And I, I, I was almost embarrassed that, because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, you can't hide from your spouse, no, right? You know, they know yeah, you. Yeah, so yeah. When, and, and, and when I give very elaborate answers to things, my husband can usually sniff that out, but like, all right, so, so what do you really say? He just gave me a whole bunch of, you know, right. fluff words there. And so I was like, you know what? And I was, it was very vulnerable. I remember we were walking. I think we went to Puerto Rico that time. Oh. And I remember walking and I said, I really have absolutely no clue Wow, what I would want to do. Hmm. And, um, you know, I had talked about writing a book at one time about motherhood because mm-hmm. I just felt like so many people let me down. Yeah. They did not explain some of the things that we're talking about. And so mm-hmm. he actually and he was the one who encouraged me to start the podcast to talk. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was just intent on writing this book. And he was like, well, you probably could just get started just doing a podcast. And this was probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. And we had the logo and all this other stuff done about two years ago. <laughs> right. And I just sat on it and, you know, I kind of let some things come off my plate a little bit. And then once I did that, I I actually had the time Mm -hmm. to, you know, and as my kids are getting older, my oldest is on her way to high school soon and I'm starting to see 
silver lining, a light at the end of that tunnel, you know, that we started this journey of homeschool for, you know, years ago, but I had no idea what in the world I wanted because my life had become, I had made the decision to stay at home. So my life had become that. Right. And, you know, I couldn't get away for girlfriends weekends Mm -hmm. because I was a stay at home and my husband had to work. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't, you know, take trips and do all those kind of things. So I just think it's important um, you know, for our, our new moms and our younger moms who are listening to um, this episode that you just remember that there was a you yeah. before there was a mom. Mm-hmm. And if you can get back to things that um, inspired you and things that motivated you in its proper season. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have an infant at home, okay, put your stuff on hold for a minute. Right. But, you know, when they yeah. start walking and, you know, can like get a piece of toast and some raisins for themselves yeah. for breakfast. Yeah. You know, you don't have to jump up as soon as they get up. You know, that should be your cue. Okay, it's time that I can kind of start climbing out of this motherhood mm-hmm. um, ditch. <laughs> Couldn't think of another <laughs> right. word. You know, yeah. this motherhood ditch. Cause, and, and we don't want to portray like motherhood is this awful thing. It is a wonderful thing. It is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. to pour all of you into mm-hmm. human beings. Yes. Um, it's hard though. It's hard though, but it's still, it does have its rewards. And when you see them make these connections and you see them, you know, excel and doing well, you really like, okay, it, my labor is not in vain. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so I just want to make that point of clarity that it is definitely a, a, a benefit, but there, it is hard work and you have to know seasons. Some seasons you're going to be hustling like and some that. seasons you're just going to be chill. I like some that. seasons you will engulf your whole existence into those little humans. And there are other seasons where you're like, all right, I'm going to take a back seat and maybe let dad step in or mm-hmm. uncle step in or auntie step in. Cause I just, you know, I need moments. So, yeah. um, I just think that, you know, as they get older, you know, sh- explaining these things to my daughter and teaching my daughters how, um, you know, how, not necessarily how to be mothers at this age, but just right. giving them things, you know, what things inspire you, what things are you interested in? You know, trying to cultivate that from a young age. Cause when we were growing up, it was just, okay, you're going to go to school, you're mm-hmm. going to get your degree and you're going to get a good, good, good government a job, good government <laughs> job. That's it. and keep that it was forever. The goal. and keep your good government job forever. There was no desires of building you, a business. What do you want to do? Right. Yeah. You know, there was no entrepreneurial bones in my no. body. I think I've said that before. And I was, I never thought that I would be one of those moms that tell my children, chase your dreams until my daughter, when she was eight years old, saw kids baking championship and said she wanted to be on it. And I said, okay, well, we gonna have to work and, and, and right. cultivate yeah. that. And now yeah. I have a very, very great baker and yes. decorator right here in my I home because of that. And mm-hmm. she gets the job done. And, and watching her skill and being able to help funnel it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man. So there was a season. Yeah, it was all in. Right. Now I've given you some basic tools. All right. Now you want to bake, you bake. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you want to run a business, you run a business. Yeah. So I have a question for you all moms. Um, what part did your significant others play in helping you all, I guess, come to the realization that being a mom is wonderful and I love that aspect to you, but it's not all of, it's not the sum total of who you are. Like, Mm -hmm. did they play a role in encouraging you all or, or were they like, Hey baby, (laughs) I miss you baby. Or, you know, how did that go? That's pretty much how it starts. Okay. Like not like it starts at like. All right, put them kids down. Yeah, and get in this room. Yeah. Ah, ah, okay. <laughs> you know, like, wow, and get in this there. room. A very <laughs> turn off real reminder. 
that you are <laughs> not on your red just the dress <laughs> and light a candle before you come over here. Hey, I light mean, that candle. Yeah, I think husbands have um, such a good perspective on balance when it comes to marriage and children. Okay, more so than moms yeah. do. Yeah, um, that was a very courageous thing to say. They do. I they, have seen that. I would have to agree. They they do, and and I I don't know if it's just because you know biologically. You know, we feel so tied to these kids the second, you know, we take that pregnancy test. And I think when the kids come out, the dads have to build sociologically what the moms have already dealt yes. with biologically. Oh, okay. yep. I, I like I, no, I, yes, absolutely. And um, <laughs> yep. I, my husband was very instrumental and in always reminding me. And, and, and I'm going to go ahead and just step out on a limb and say this. I love you, honey. Um, I think it's, it's men, man, men, man's man's selfish nature that won't allow you to fall fully okay. into just being a mom only. Okay. And they're like, Hey, so that my husband has been very good about reeling it back in. Like the same thing. Like, would you leave them kids alone? Why are you popping in there when they sleep? Like, right. don't go in there and make eye contact. Don't wake <laughs> them up. <laughs> and so, and so I didn't really understand that for a while. And when I was a new mom, you know, I, and I guess we'll just be honest. Like, I was just like, well, maybe he don't love them all like that. And, mm-hmm. and that's not it. Right. You know, that's not the case. But it's, you know, you get so engulfed in that nurture, nature and nurture ability. Mm-hmm. But that's not their primary function. Not the dad. Right. You know, there's provision and protection, mm-hmm. instruction and discipline. Those things don't come until they're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. So when they're little, it's hard for for dads to see their stark role and right. when you nurse them exclusively. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, they can wake up and hand you the baby <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just to say I was with you, right. you know, taking one for the team. <laughs> but I really, I really do feel like, you know, and that's why God has husbands and wives to kind of balance that thing out because we don't want to be too, too much on either side. Okay. You know, we don't want to be too much on the either side where it's, I'm always with my husband and be like, I don't know who got the kids tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, oh me and the kids are going to the zoo and to the mm-hmm. space center and the nature place. And husband's over here like, well, what about me? Right. And so again, you know, remembering that they were there first. Your spouse chose you. Wow. They chose you. They didn't choose kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, right, hear me right. what I say. I got right? you. And so they learn <laughs> to adapt with the kids, but I think they were definitely very instrumental and just, just kind of giving you those gentle reminders like, you know, hey, one of the things my husband would say to me is, guess what? These kids are going to grow up. Right. They're going to get married. Hopefully they won't be living with us, you know, their whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to go on and start their own lives. And he's, you know, he's, I don't want to look up and not know who you are mm-hmm. wow. because we've spent so many years just completely golfed in the world of parenting yeah. that we had lost sight of each other yeah wow because it's really once you have more than one it's really you and your spouse against these kids like <laughs> that's really the game plan that goes on in a day when it's when it's one child and two parents you're like okay we the the, the playing field is more than level mm-hmm. and you have two kids and two parents it's like all right we, we each got our own you know man <laughs> on defense right but once the kids have overpowered and it's and you're outnumbered and it's three, four, and five kids to two parents, mm-hmm. you got to, like, retreat constantly. Wow. Our, our playing field was a little bit different because DeMario came to a family of three. Yes. Right? So the boys were, I don't know, five and six, four and five, something like that. They were young. Yeah, they were little. Um, but he always felt like it's the three of y'all and me. 
It's okay. three of y'all and me. Mm-hmm. So we had to take a lot of time just to work on that because there's just a culture in a household and a right. way and a blah, blah, blah. We actually just had a conversation this morning about something that I said forever ago that has been a standing thing for us as, as parents. And he's mm-hmm. like, that was already there before I started parenting them. <laughs> okay. And I was like, oh, you're right. That's true. You want to talk about it? <laughs> you know, and he's just like, I just kind of went along with it. Not a bad thing, you know. Right. Like, it sounded good. Right. right. <laughs> he's like, you know, so here we are now having to deal with those um, hens that come home to roost. Right. But it, it's, it's, that, it's that blended family where we're kind of figuring out you know, what we're doing. And so for us, it was initially me like, this is how I parent Mm -hmm. the boys. And then more importantly for them, it was them seeing how he treated me so that they would accept him. And because you have two sons. Because I have two boys. Yes. Right. So he and Gabriel fighting over the biggest piece of chicken. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I want the bread. Right. Who won't eat the, uh... Yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's like, you know, so it's, and we got some really good counsel, really good advice at the beginning of our marriage and just our like, like courting, like, no, we're, we're moving towards marriage of like, DeMario shouldn't work to try to win the boys over. He needs to work on taking care of me because when they see that mom is good, oh, I'm good. DeMario's here. Mom is okay. Oh, She's I like safe. That. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be taken care of. He has her door. He's That's gonna an excellent that advice. Is. Right? Wow. That they felt comfortable saying Gabriel didn't feel like he had to be the man of the house. Because the oldest boy just kind of takes, takes on, on that, that naturally. Train. Absolutely. You know, you is three apples tall. <laughs> Don't sit down. <laughs> all know, the way down. All the way down. You know, and that doesn't put them in a power struggle. So that that whole dynamic for us just kind of looked like that. And so for him, it wasn't necessarily because kids inconvenience us from the moment of conception, right? The As moment. women. Yes. We are inconvenienced immediately. You can feel the tingle when that sucker exactly. implants. Exactly. And the whole time. Right. And every day. And every until day they come out. thereafter. And no amount of runs to the store to get me pickles is going to inconvenience you to the depth of my I'm inconvenience. No amount. So for DeMario, he wasn't there for any of that. So he's coming in, luckily, prayerfully, by the grace of God, he had a younger brother that he had very much, mm-hmm. like you, like you, Shanita, right. younger sibling and he was very much involved. Exactly. So he came ready to be a father, mm-hmm. ready to be a dad. And that's what I asked God for. I need somebody who's ready to be a father because I don't have time. On day one. Right. For on day one. On day one. I don't have time to coach you up. Right. Right. <laughs> that's done. Right. So, you got to come in with your own plan. Come in with your stuff, ready to go. <laughs> so he was ready to do that. But then it was just learning sort of the culture of our family. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was, he didn't initially talk to me about mothering less. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It wasn't until we had been married. The boys had stopped calling him DeMario. He's now dad. Oh, awesome. You know, Love it. years in where he's like kind of slowly kind of nudging me along. Mm-hmm. Danita, they're fine. Back up. You're raising young men. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. And, you know, we've been able to kind of move along in that regard. But he, you know, he is very serious about, like, um, you've been with them kids long enough. Right. I'm home that's, now. That's a blessing. Right. That's a blessing. So if you're listening to our episode and you you have a blended family situation, look, we got advice for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> it can work. Yeah, it can it work. Can. So Can I say one more thing? Yes, ma'am. I want to say in regard to... 
we talk about mothers. So women who have not biologically had children. Mm-hmm. You know, every Mother's Day, I do right. my... To all the women who yes. are mothering. Mother yes. figures. All of it. Auntie mom. Y'all, yes. You, cousin mama. Yes. yes. You all it do that well. It is <laughs> appreciated. It is. It is needed. As far as I'm concerned, you are a mom Thank just you. like you had a baby. Yes. Yep. Because it's a it's a role. It's a mantle. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset. It's an approach to, you know, you could be mothering somebody that's older than you. Right. Depending it's on true. what they're dealing with. It's maybe true. in one area. Maybe in a couple or whatever. So... I think it's surviving motherhood for all women who Absolutely. have embraced that role of mothering. I love Absolutely. That. That's a that's a great great closing tip here on this topic. So we really just um thank you all for listening and just, you know, as a recap, mothers, 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 take care of yourself, take care of the babies, but more importantly, take care of yourself, find your outlets. Lean into your husbands um, when you can um, for that additional support. Call on the uh, extended family for support when you need those breaks. Recognize when you need those breaks and take them. So um, we just definitely, um, you know, want to make sure that all the moms, you know, feel supported and like you have a place to vent and a place to just kind of be vulnerable and a place to just be you. So we appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. And tune in next week. Mm